Hi, my name is Nick Thompson and I run holisticvet.co.uk. We're based near Bath in England. I'm Dr. Brendan Clark. I'm based at Towerwood Vets in West Yorkshire. And my name's Dr. Connor Brady, the non-vet of the gang from dogsbirth.ie. And together we are Raw Pet Medics. <laughs> Happy days are here again. We are Raw Pet Medics. Are we actually live, though? Well, we're live to somebody. We live? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we are the Raw Pet Medics. We have got Dr. Brendan Clark. We have got Dr. Connor Brady and me, Dr. Nick Thompson. And we are massively pleased to be here to do Q&As. We do this every week at 7 p.m. And we really want to thank our Patreon supporters. They gave us the price of a cup of coffee or thereabouts every month and we really really appreciate it. it allows us to pay pete the sound guy who we've got to keep happy because otherwise he's gonna make us sound really terrible um <laughs> and also we, we want to thank him for getting us onto a gazillion podcasts all around the world you can get them on apple and it's just any common podcast even on uh ooh, i think we're on spotify aren't we guys we're yeah, on spotify we yeah. yeah, and we are. Amazing. Do you ever listen to us? Do you ever listen? No. Do you ever go for a walk and listen to <laughs> I us? Couldn't, no. I couldn't. I I tried once, and I was just waiting for me to speak, and uh, that just yeah. came on, so I just I gave up. Which was, it was it must have been an unusual part of the podcast for me. Not <laughs> Rabbiting. <put> in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, look, let's get let's get straight into the uh, FAQs, and we have so many racked up. They're building up. Um, Let's try and burst through a few of these yeah. tonight and get some um, rapid fire answers out as much as possible. Who wants to start off? Ben, oh. I thought you wanted to. You've got one. Up your yeah. Seat. Let's go for one of our questions off Patreon, actually. Thank you, Patreon followers. Uh, Thank you, Followers Patreon. on patreon.com forward slash raw pet medics. Uh, you can join us there. Um, we have a wonderful question. So thanks, Lorena, um, for your question. Can I ask about confirmed malassezia yeast? In ears and any recommendations for products to use? Unfortunately, I've tried everything you've mentioned so far, including Ingenious for months and months, Lucillin helping the gut feeding uh, no yeasty fruits and veg um, in his raw. Though we're doing steroid ear stuff at the moment. Just had a third treatment, however, still brown inside both ears. Any thoughts? I have some. Yeah. I've got loads. Go for it, <laughs> No, no. Uh, I, I think, well, let's do it from Connor. Connor, what would you think if you saw Malassezia? What's your go-to? Uh, I, I think um, uh, my go-to, she's probably tried our go-tos because my go-tos would be simple enough. Garlic oil with mullein, which is a handy one, but it sounds like she's tried that. Apple cider vinegar, which, you know, I'm sure they tried that. The ear cleaner that Nick recommended. Eco ears, uh, it sounds which will be available on the Holistic Vet shop, which will be live from the end of August, the Holistic Vet shop, where all these goodies will be available. Yeah. Mm. Cool, that's good. So like, I, tr I think um, if they watched our ear show, uh, then it's possible that this girl is, uh, we don't, I know her name, so she, I know she's a watcher. Um, so you're kind of, I don't have any kind of magic solutions after that. I know that, um, 
I remember there was, is there a kink, isn't there, isn't there neck issues that can lead to ear issues? Isn't that what happens with um, with human children, car crash people? Wow. Uh, isn't that, yeah, isn't that that you is think there's a kink, some vertebrae? Is that not to do with um, the closure of your eustachian tube and the increase in mucus and middle ear um, disease, I think, in kids? And they get middle I'm ear not, infection, sure. blue ear and all of that, would they? I heard that difficult births uh, can lead to a little bit of neck trauma in babies, and uh, that's why some kids are more prone to ear infections than others. But um, look, uh, the only other thing is uh, another product re- recommendation, uh, and again, just like Nick had said, it's coming soon. There is a, a type of, not probiotic, but it's another yeast, and uh, it's called Pythium. And it's hard to source, it's under patent, but it's coming soon to Ireland and the UK. And uh, Pythium is a parasitic yeast, and it's a friendly, and it goes after and eats uh, other mm. yeasts. It sends out its little hi-fi fingers and finds them. And when it finds them, it not only digests them, but it sends out little spores to find more. Mm. Uh, it's also antibacterial. It releases um, goo uh, that uh, keeps bacteria away while it's feeding. So this, this thing is unbelievable, and it works on horses and hooves and nails and whatnot. Uh, the product is, is fab. You can only get it from the Czech Republic at the moment. It's called Dermison. Uh-huh. Okay. And you can ask, uh, you find that online, um, I'll send you a link to the company. You'll find Dermison Oil. You'll find, actually, just go to my website. You'll find the product where I talk about it, and you can link out to them. Problem, problem is, the shipping is mega expensive from uh, Czech. It's going to cost you £60 just to ship it. Uh, and it's only a small little box. Don't understand what's going on. But we are sorting it out, and then hopefully within a month or two, we'll have this on the shop. But um, that product has done wonders for stubborn issues. They do an ear product. They do uh, a fizzy tablet you can put in the bath and wash them with it. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if it's definitely yeast. By the way, when they said to check for yeast, there you can go to um, FECLAB, F-E-C-L-A-B dot co dot UK, and they can send swab kits, £40, and you can swab the dog and send it back, and they can tell you if it's a malastasia infection. This lady's already done that, I'm sure, but it's a cheap and cheerful well, way. That's, that's an important easier. point because I would say, from my answer before you come in, Nick, um, yeah. would be brown wax is not necessarily just, you know, that's yeast, okay? Uh, there's many, many dogs who will have an increased waxy exudate. Almost their constitution will predispose them to a waxy exudate. Doesn't mean they've got an excess of yeast. So yeasts, I often will say, sour smell. When you smell the ear, if it's a sour smell and there's inflamed skin down that ear, and then when you've done the swab, you've got a yeast excess, absolutely, and they say it's malassezia, you know, bang, you're there. Absolutely agree. But just be cautious. I've seen many dogs which have had everything under the sun and people have come in worried that there's still an ongoing yeast issue. And all it's been is an excess of wax, sometimes in response to an aqueous solution being applied down the ear. Okay. And it may be that simply an oil, a gentle oil that's miscible with the wax will be enough to keep the wax clean out. Okay. But wax is a normal exudate of ears as a protection. Okay. So just remember, keep checking. Don't assume that the first check or the second, which showed malassezia, is what's currently going on eight, nine months down the line. 
because it may no longer be yeast that's in there. So that's just my small addition. Nick, what's your thoughts? I would say, uh, number one, is it, if it's primarily a yeast problem and you've got rid of any sensitivities, uh, and I'm going to talk about sensitivities in a second, then eco ears, I think, is, is just absolutely amazing for, for many. Pseudomonas uh, ears, which is persistent infection, which is very difficult to get rid of. E even something as, as, as uh, hardcore as that, eco ears, remarkable. We, we, we stock it, we bring it in from the States at vast expense. Uh, but I do that because it is a wonderful product. However, if you are treating just the ears, you are treating the tip of the iceberg. You need to look at what's under the waterline and what usually provokes these itchy ears is that the dog has got a hypersensitivity, a sensitivity to something. There are three types of three main types of sensitivity. Number one is to pollens. Number two is to indoor allergens. And number three is food. Because killing yeast is quite easy. You know, you've tried half a dozen products. You kill the yeast, but if it comes back, it's because the fundamental, the, the, the soil, the skin of the ear is unhappy. And if you've got a dog who's manifesting sensitivities in the ears, the Americans talk about ears, rears and feet, then if, if, if they're doing that, if you don't treat the fundamental sensitivity, you're not going to get, you're, you're not going to get um, the, the, the response that you're looking for. So talk to your vet, talk to your holistic vet, talk to Connor, talk to the brand, whoever it is, about has my dog got uh, pollen sensitivities, grass pollens, tree pollens? Has my dog got indoor sensitivity, molds, uh, house dust mites, house dust mite, um, um, etc. Okay, so because if that's driving the ears to be red and hot and slightly wet, that is a playground for yeast. You killed the yeast and they just come back because the ears are fundamentally hot wet and attractive to these bugs so that would be my kind of eco ears and make sure you haven't got a an underlying allergy it's not an allergy but it's a sensitivity to something else which is provoking the ears to be attractive to yeast there you go uh, and i absolutely agree with that yeah, of course. from a point of view of you know, if you've got persistent problems and it is yeast coming back, that chronic inflammatory stuff, whether that's gut in origin, whether that's skin, even, you know, somebody said about fleas, well, that's just down to the reaction, the inflammation that comes from that, not necessarily the fleas, not literally a flea in your ear. Um, it is literally that you've got that underlying inflammation. So, you know, all of those things, really, really important to understand, um, you know, anything that heightens um, their inflammation may also increase discharges, including in anal glands, um, all the way through to any waxy discharge. But don't get suckered into it's always yeast. Um, Ecosin ear stuff and the Dermacin oil, am I mistaken or were they not from the same company and the same thing? Yep, they're yep. all the same. Yeah. Okay. They do three different products and they do. Um... There's a, a few differences in the ear product and a few differences in the skin oil and eucalyptus and a few cool little additions. And the tablet is is uh, just the effervescence of what the carbonate, what's a, what makes it fizz. Um, I can't remember. And uh, and just pythium. So that's it's more used for horses and bathing and, and feet um, where you don't want to cover them in oil, you know, for obvious reasons and they're trancing around your house. 
So and horse hooves, uh, so because they're very prone to it, so that they actually start off as a horse product. So works for all animals. It kills all yeast, athletes, foot, all sorts of things. It loves to eat it all. And then when it's no more food, it just cases and falls off. Okay. I think what I'm going to do, let's do some rapid fire and we should do, um, yeah. you've literally got, not an explanation, but you've got a paragraph on each for the next, the next two or three. Do so, we do that and we can uh, yeah. whiz through? So I've got a good one for a quickie. Fire. For a quickie. Go I've got a good Go one. On. Here's from Liz H on Patreon. Thank you, Liz. Uh, good morning. Question for tonight, please. As my dog is on thyroid, which is thyroxin, which is a thyroid hormone, T4 thyroid hormone, um, uh, uh, can I add ACV to his food? And my answer to that would be yes, you can. But the, the really important thing with thyroid is that, uh, as Jean Dodd says in The Canine Thyroid Epidemic, she's written a book called The Canine Thyroid Epidemic. And if you've got the slightest doubt about whether your dog has thyroid disease, like they, they can't lose weight, for example, or they get recurrent uh, uh, skin issues, for example, then uh, read that book uh, and you need to give the thyroxine one hour or two or three hours after because food will change the absorption each day. So you'll get inconsistent absorption of the thyroxine. So the easiest thing is all thyroxine is given one hour before food, roughly 12 hours apart, and off you go. And ACV in the food, you can put anything you like in the food, okay? As long as you give the thyroxine. At a, at a different time. Uh, I would like so. to say I totally agree with you, Nick. Therefore, we're going to move on to the next question uh, because I think this should be directed towards Connor. Um, yeah. This is a wonderful one from Gillian Cook. Uh, thank you, Gillian, for your question. I follow Connor's raw food recipe, but I find it difficult to gauge how much to feed a 10 kilo dog of raw. Um, clearly, I've been feeding too much, around 150 to 180 grams. Okay, just so you've got that uh, for a 10 kilo dog daily, but this is the crux with 20 grams of biscuits for breakfast and half a rabbit ear for pudding. Uh, as I would rename him Tabletop, uh, that's why she's obviously feeding too much. Okay, uh, he could probably balance a plate on his back. Um, he gets a tiny bit of meat treats uh, for his training, about a very small handful per day. Um, He's a Romanian rescue, so no doubt has incredibly efficient digestion, but is manic about food. Husband can't resist those big, shining, liquid eyes. I think might be a clue here. Um, so I think mm. he gets more than I know about. What's your thoughts, Connor? Um, I would say a 10 kilo dog is seven times smaller than the average human. Okay, so every time you give him a sausage, it's seven sausages. Every time you give him a biscuit, it's seven biscuits. And you would never sit down to seven biscuits. If you ate seven biscuits, you know, mm, oh, I'm after eating a lot of biscuits there. I thought nice. you were going to bring up that Hills so, poster um, again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is how many donuts a chicken is. What? Um, so, like, yeah, the, the, first of all, if you're trying to get on top of weight, the number one thing is you've got to get accountable of what you're feeding the dog. And so you, for, the easy thing to cut out for the moment is treat. you just got to get a handle of where you are. So the treats need to stop because you just can't trust everyone that I didn't give him anything yesterday. Oh, I gave him one little bit of carrot. And I think I gave him a bit of banana, tiny, tiny little bit of banana, which could have been that size. And he's only 10 kilos. So, you know, very few dogs put on weight or they're underfed. And at 180 grams for a 10 kg dog, that is not a lot of food unless you're feeding a very, very high fat mix, which I doubt you are because you seem to be following recipes. 
So 180 grams, 20 grams of nuts, that's the carbs. So that's your sugar. So that is uh, not going to help the waistline. If you're going to add in food to add in meat and veg, you know, but particularly meat, lean meat. Um, so I would say put out the kibble. There's not a single benefit to it. That's the carbs. It's spiking your insulin and it's fueling a little bit of obesity there. But the main issue, like you're not feeding a lot of food at 200 grams. Then. So stick to your fresh food. It fills the dog up for longer. Stick to nice lean meat. Feed them as a decent feed. I mean, 200 grams, 250 grams, that's, that's, that's fine. But keep it at 200 grams for the moment for this dog and monitor your treats very, very heavily. And the only treats he can have is lean meat. So pieces of dried lean meat. And they need to be very carefully monitored. Maybe leave out two or three lean meat treats in a tub each day and you know he has them or two or three sprats. And so people can give the dog a treat, but once they're not in the bowl anymore, they're done just for two weeks and then put a cloth measuring tape behind his waist or weigh him every week. Hold yourself to account, write it down. Why is it not weight not coming off? And if it doesn't, and after a month and you're being very stringent and cutting back the food a little bit or just making sure lean options, start thinking about the thyroid. That can be an issue. But um, that's my go-to, but it's almost always the food you're putting yeah. into the dog. Almost. I, I love that answer. I mm. so want to add something. I might just add it on Patreon uh, just because there's that whole thing about if he's been a rescue, has he down-regulated his metabolism? How long has they taken to recover him? get his metabolism back up, feed his metabolism again. But anyway, let's go on. Uh, Jenny Meredith, top fan. Thank you for your question. Uh, colitis, this is going to be for Nick, I reckon. Um, please, can we have some suggestions on supporting acute bouts of colitis with raw feeding, please? So this is really common. Um, people ring the practice for us, okay, and ask this question. My dog's got diarrhea. What do I feed? Because they're so used to hearing chicken and rice. Okay, mm. and so let's give them a proper raw option. Okay, for dogs got diarrhea, colitis in this case. Um, uh, what to feed? How long for? What supplements uh, to add or avoid? Um, and when to seek further help? Okay, I'll give I'll give a minute, and then you can jump in for a minute, Brent. Okay. So if the dog's getting colitis, it's because there's most likely a protein going in the front door which is then going trickling down into the colon and it makes the colon unhappy so i would suggest the thing to do is do some food trials food trials are very easy to do you just got to make sure you use one protein for a minimum of about two weeks okay one week is too short four weeks can be a bit too long so about two weeks will tell you where, where you're at and what you're looking for is are there any proteins which provoke colitis okay so you get you line up three four five proteins you say right nothing but venison for two weeks but the key thing is that you make sure that the treats are dried venison so that the treats match the headline protein don't bother with anything that's got more than one ingredient okay so it's just a food trial you cannot when you when you jump from the venison to the rabbit say or from the venison to the um duck or whatever you fancy, then you can just do that overnight if the dog's got anything like a robust stomach otherwise, apart from the colitis. If you get provoked, if you provoke colitis within hours or 24 hours of that new protein, there's your answer. If your dog is a scavenger, you're going to have to just work on, on that, I'm afraid. And, you know, some dogs will always do that. If, if that was the case, I'd be looking at just make sure the gut was as healthy as possible with probiotics, with 
anti-inflammatories with uh, anything to help avoid uh, leaky gut like bone broth or what have you but it's usually protein in the front door which causes colitis correct yeah totally agree you know when you're looking at prevention and you're looking at that side of you know trying to help in the long term for this colitis i'm going to move on to the acute bouts and what to do because there'll be so many people saying do you know what i'm faced with this what do i do right now Okay, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, there's a couple of suggestions gone on there. uh, And I think what to feed, I would definitely look at bone broth, you know, so restrict back their proteins, give them a bone broth. If you know they're allergic to beef, don't go and give a beef bone broth. Okay, Uh, but there are so many other options that are out there. I want to reach for. um, Yes, I do have. I'll I'll give them another bug. Uh, Just yes. yes. These are now being produced, okay, but there's so many flavors from um, the, the classic beef all the way through to goat to venison. You know, they've got all of the options in there, so have a look at boil and broth. Um, you can make those up. Um, sometimes I've got people say, oh, I just can't get them to drink it. Um, I don't mind if you add a little bit of electrolytes. So if you use a little bit of Himalayan salt in there just to provoke a bit of flavoring, um, even a bit of garlic. Um, added into that uh, can be really useful just to uh, get them to to take that bone broth on. To that, adding a bit of fiber um, can be really useful. There's a number of options. Um, VetPro, which is the same as NutriVet, um, do a sort of fiber supplement, which is psyllium husk with a few other things. Getting that lovely balance between soluble and insoluble fiber to um, just settle the gut flora to uh, effectively get things back under control and hold the correct amount of moisture and bulk in the feces can be really useful, as well as protecting the gut lining. Um, if you're really suffering with blood and stuff, the clays, edible clays can be wonderful. So edible green clay, that's what bentonite clay usually is in the pastes, the probiotic pastes that they give you. Uh, so I'd certainly look at that. But remember, having a colitis and inflammation, if you're adding anything like clays, it will reduce the absorption of any medications they may be on. Um, and that includes any herbal medications if you're giving it for joint protection, etc. So expect them to be a bit stiffer. Don't go walking them, expecting them to be the same old, same old. Rest them up whilst they're recovering. Um, and do look at then at least you know, 24, 48 hours, I'd be expecting improvement with a view that um, they should be right within three days. Um, if they're not, you should be seeking uh, further help. Okay. Uh, now, if there is vomiting or liquid diarrhea with blood in it rather than on it, that's also just cut to the chase, getting them checked just to make sure they haven't sneakily picked up something that's got stuck. Okay. Yeah. And while the poos are, if the poos are mega soft, to ease off that fiber, because the fiber is going to make that, particularly psyllium husk, is probably not going to help in the middle of that liquidy poo. Um, another one is the cruciferous vegetables need to be put out. Mm. Sulfur, sulfur aggravates colitis. So you need to ease off that a few meter higher in sulfur. I wouldn't worry about that, but your, your cabbages and your Brussels sprouts, if that's a top, top food option. There's a few things. If you just Google foods that aggravate colitis, you'll get an idea. Um, um, uh, what, well, just a thought, Penny Wood, who is amazing, and we must get her back on the show. Uh, she said green bananas. I guess that's insoluble and insoluble fibre. 
uh, which is a great idea. She later on says about uh, Jerusalem artichoke for uh, fiber and inulin, which is really good. They work yeah. well together. So that's yeah. really it. Green banana. I've never heard that. You ever heard of green banana for a dog? I've heard of green banana being a, being a cool mm. thing. Not the most pleasant thing to eat, I have to say. <laughs> I love a red <laughs> banana. Um, here, here's, one, here's one for Bren. Actually, Judy Morgan's already answered it, but I'm just going to read it out from Judy Morgan's page. We get uh, getting a lot of followers from there. I just want to get um, one question from them. Um, she said, had a leg vibrator. You know the way you... A leg vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a, a vibrator. What did you go up to on holiday? That's going to go. So, you know, the trembling paws, I, I think I think it's a real spaniel thing. Dudley gets it. I'm going to go on the walk. His front leg's trembling. But some dogs get it when they're at rest and just when they're sitting up. And Judy, both of you guys, I, I mentioned this at the start. I thought this would be a nice question. But both of you said the same thing, magnesium. And that's the first thing Judy Morgan said. This here, listen to Judy Morgan's answer. It's classic. Checking magnesium is optimal in food. This can be increased using, using amino acid bound versions to increase uptake. Look at bio-optimizer with seven amino acid forms. Very good for muscular tremors, uh, but not the only possible diagnosis. <laughs> I was waiting, oh. I was waiting for him to get to the end of that to see whether he'd read my name out. I didn't out. read the very end of it. That's, that's class, man. That, 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 I just thought that's a wonderful, concise answer. And it's from Ben. I definitely wouldn't have read that out and said it was wonderful had I known Brendan Ritness. So now I'm caught. Um, yeah. Uh, Lynn Hobbs has just said books, books, books. Uh, uh, I buy them and never read them. Lynn, I was Audible. the same. I've got, I've got dozens of books up there that I, I will never read. And so I went on to Audible, okay, uh, about Audiobooks. 2017 or so. And it just means you can do the. You can read books while you're doing the, the, the shopping, while you're doing the house cleaning, while you're cutting the grass, while you're, I do it when I'm chainsawing. It's very, very, very good indeed. So um, that's yeah. the way around it. Because even if you pick up less, a book completed on audiobook is better than a book on your shelf that you haven't read. Okay. And, and so, yeah, it's great. It's great. And feeding yeah. dogs, is that coming out um, in an audio? I have. I, I I really hope I'll get that in uh, before the okay. end of the year. That's my dream would be to have it out. But I think it needs to. If I'm going to do it, I need to freshen it up. You know, it's, it's it'll be coming on. It'll go into its fourth year by the time yeah. I do it. So I kind of want to freshen up a few bits, add a few bits yeah. in. Um. But anyway, look. Let's not talk are about you, that. Are you um, going to narrate so, it? I am oh, definitely going to narrate it. Yes, but like, oh, yeah, right. I, I can put yeah, an Irish accent on for you. We can do it. <laughs> We could so, each we could yeah, each do a yeah, chapter, couldn't we? Yeah. Just go around in rotation. Oh, yeah. Put an O'Connor's voice. Have, <laughs> we could do it in our best I Irish accent. How about that? That would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be great, lads. I, I would really appreciate that. That would make me so happy. Thanks for the offer. I will get back to you on that. Um, let's go. Let's do one more. One more from one more from Patreon guys before we. Uh, Should we do? Uh, what about this? Is a quick one. Joe Taylor. Hi guys. I was wondering. If a woman took HRT, would it have any effect on the bitches around her, even if they are spayed, so effectively have no hormones? Thanks, Joe. Joe Taylor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she did not say that she's taking HRT. She asked the question, if a woman yes. is taking HRT. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm going to jump into this because I'm trying to work out whether that's sunburn or you're blushing. Anyway, just okay. Yeah. So HRT <laughs> is so I'm, I'm not quite sure whether the question is is 
the, the, the woman's HRT going to have some hormonal negative effect or even positive, I guess, uh, on the dogs. I think that's pretty behaviorally. unlikely. Behaviorally. Okay, behaviorally, yes, I think it could because hormones change your skin and your sweat and your uh, everything about you. Okay, so if you change scent, shall we say, then the bitches might detect that and therefore behavior may change because of that. And I'll give you an example of this. About 15 years ago, I had a, a lovely client, she had a, a cat, and we were treating the cat, well, I can't remember what, but she said within six days of conception, her conception of her child, the cat's behavior towards her changed, and thus she knew she was pregnant in six days. So wow. isn't that cool? Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. cool. I don't doubt it. There's no, there's no doubt. There's a whole kind of smell of it. Yeah, of course. Well, look, you know, how else do we explain that people will start to cycle together when, you know, there's Mm -hmm. women together, they start, you know, I'm working in a practice with, you know, 30 women. Uh, I'll tell you what, they all start to know when everybody's cycling, you know, it is one of those things. And absolutely, a lot of those hormones, they're not distinct to humans. They are distinct across, and we know, you know, wolf packs, dog packs, do they all come in at different times? Yep. No, they generally start to produce together. There's yep. a reason for that. If they That's want good. puppies, you know, to be able to feed across other mums, you know, so you've got nursery dogs, you've got the dogs that go out for hunting, you know, and they're able to swap over, they're able to swap and take over the care of the puppies if necessary. All of that is made possible by them cycling together. So, of course, Although individuals of you may not have noticed it out there, there is definitely that um, uh, possibility that they're going to pick up the pheromone release caused by the estrogen being given, and that will also bring them along, give them some behavioural changes. If and the hormones are shared across species as well, yeah. so it's not like uh, it's not like testosterone is going to be completely different in a dog, but uh, you know, from androgen to all sorts of things, estrogen. Um, you know, they're shared. So why wouldn't there be some sort? You never know. It's a very interesting. You never would have thought you shared your biome with a dog. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's kind of interesting. You never know. It's a great question. Now I just want to Google. <laughs> a couple, couple of thoughts there before we go on to Patreon. I'd like to do another couple of questions on Patreon. Um, we can. A couple of thoughts. Number yeah. number one is the if you if you like this kind of thing, right? Really nitty gritty and getting really granular about hormones and stress and you know changes and what have you robert sapolsky has done a really amazing book it's in about fifth edition so far and it's called why zebras don't get ulcers and he has a whole a whole yeah. pay, a whole section on this effect where i've cycling together and it actually has a name because it was discovered in a women's college in the states in the 70s and i can't remember i bet penny wood knows what it's called it's like the Hell week, is it? No. Uh, oh, Penny, give no, us no. the actual name of the book. Don't just say it's a great book. It, it is. No, <laughs> come on. It's so no. The 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 effect of cycling together of women cycling together has a name. It's like it's not the Framingham because that's a, a, a right. nutrition study, but it's like it's like the Farrington effect or the Framingham effect. Uh, but there you go. That's just a useless fact and a very very good book. 
So, um, look, that was great, guys. I have more questions from Patreon that I want to read out, and I feel like we yeah. need to uh, do them a service. Yeah, let's so jump, let's back jump yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, we've got some more questions. Okay, guys, Thank that you was so awesome. much. But before we Love go, it. I would just like to say, for all of you who've been hanging on, hooks, trying to work out when we're going to get access to these tickets, let me tell you, we've got some brilliant access uh, coming up on 10 o'clock on Friday. So this is uh, the release date that you want to look out for. If you've got access to Eventbrite, okay, refresh your password now, get yourself ready, okay, you will be able to purchase tickets for a wonderful day in edutainment on the 2nd of December um, with Raw Pet Medics as a whole, the three of us, but also you get a little bit of Feline Fridays too. So we've got Amaya and Julianne joining us uh, to do uh, a little bit of cat stuff too. And we are so looking forward to seeing so many of you who've um, you know, uh, had an interest in, in joining us. So have a look on Eventbrite, search Manchester Raw Pet Medics on the 2nd of December. You'll find tickets available from 10 o'clock on Friday. Uh, anything to add, Lebs? Anything else that you want? Oh, it's going to be an absolute hoot. We're going to do lectures in the morning. We're going to be all very clever and, well, try at least. You know, well, I will be trying to be clever, as usual. But, uh, and then in the afternoon, we're just going to have some games and fun and quizzes and, and just let our hair down and just, you know, um, have some fun. So it should be really, really yeah. great. I, I, my kid has gone absolutely ape <laughs> here, so I'm using my microphone on and off. Yeah, it's going to be a party. I can't wait. I just want to have one big sesh at Christmas time, and uh, this would be a great time to do it. So it'd just be great to meet up. It's always so therapeutic meeting up with everybody. So I'm happy that we're injecting in, like, ah, yeah, we do a bit of maybe a couple of kind of lectures at the start or a couple of courses. I think there's four. There's four lectures and a Q&A. We've got four lectures. Mm. We've got Q&A. Oh, okay. They're going to be um, working as hard good, that day. I've got good yeah, speakers. apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so and look, I like the idea of a bit of a quiz, a bit of fun, you know, a bit of crack, and uh, a couple of drinky poos, a bit of mulled wine. You know what I mean? That's that's what we're I want. We're going to have party. that. So, we so get, that's what we're going to do. At the end of the day, so you're going to get yeah. food, you're going to get fed, watered, and some drinks. Okay, so you know it's going to be a great yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, brilliant. Cool. Okay, yeah. for everyone else, um, if you we'll want to join over. us over on Patreon, uh, we look forward to seeing you guys soon. Thanks, guys. See you soon. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.